All right, another Sunday night edition of Inappropriate Earl. Get the early start on the week. We've been cranking them out a lot lately. I've had, uh, I think we got three this week coming up. We got, uh, I think we had three last week. And uh, we just keep the momentum going. And uh, tonight's going to be a good one because we have a repeat guests been on the show to talk about depression and shit and we're going to talk about depression again because it's uh, ripe in this industry of entertainment and stand-up and uh you know we just had a pro wrestler kill himself uh today actually uh jerry lawler's son so uh you know it's uh, you think why why would a successful pro wrestler at the age of 48 kill himself what could he be depressed about? Um, and, you know, last couple of years, you guys know I'm a big hockey guy, probably five or six hockey players in their late 20s to early 30s have killed themselves. Uh, and, you know, I mean, depression is a uh, gripping illness that doesn't matter if you're successful or not. I've certainly known about, I would say, 10 stand-ups in the 20 or so years that I've done it, have killed themselves. Not that this is going to be about suicide, but, you know, you think if you're on stage telling jokes or, you know, uh, participating in this business, you're not going to be depressed about too much. But uh, that is not the case, unfortunately. And we have the good person of Casey Moran back, back for more. Hey, thanks for having me, Earl. Uh, I'm, this is my fourth time on Inappropriate Earl, and I feel like I'm the Al Sims of your podcast. So it's uh, it's good to be here. Well, you got a lot more uh, stage time than Al Sims did. <laughs> uh, hey, thank you so much for the great intro. And uh, yeah, you know, I'll do my best to not keep it sad, but it's going to be real because that's what you do here on Inappropriate Earl. You keep it real. What's well, a sad business? It is a sad business. It's a, it's a cold business. But what I love most about your podcast is you've always kept it real uh, with your guests the only thing that I would I would say, and I you've said this on multiple episodes, but one thing that you say when when a guest is talking too much and they say, "Hey, I'm sorry, we're talking too much," and you say, "Oh, you know, everybody listens to this; they know my story." And I've listened to probably eighty percent of your podcast, and I believe that uh, personally, I don't think that everybody knows a lot about you as a person. Not, I'm not talking about the comic. I'm not talking about the roast battler. I'm not talking about the house hater. I'm, I, and I'm not talking about the actor. I'm talking about Earl. So I wrote a couple questions. I know you didn't ask me. To oh, do this. shit. This is a shock to the system, as Billy Idol would say. <laughs> well, the, the, my favorite episode I've ever done wasn't my first one. I, was, I hated that. Uh, I was nervous because I think... Nowadays, podcasts are kind of like late night television shows. You know, you're just, you want to get on your favorite ones and you just want to be heard. And what I love most about podcasts, like I can look forward to them every week. There's going to be a new guest. Um, and I love that. And the one I got to do, you asked me to interview you about why you left Roast Battle. And we're not going to talk about Roast Battle on this. No, You've no, we are not. Enough. I know. No, I know. we are not. So my podcast, my questions are not about that, by the way. Um, Apparently, I, uh, yeah. when you beat Jimmy Carr, you uh, get 29 other people picked ahead of you for season three. Embarrassing. How dare you, Viacom? Well, you know, I uh, I got no comment on that. Me neither. Uh, but I, I just, 
for the my first question or and first of all you don't have to answer all of these you don't have I to answer, answer them all all right well my first question is how are you earl and not i'm not talking about any of the characters you've played i'm not talking about the comic how are you earl skakel how have you been doing uh you know i'm all right it's a crazy business uh you know um you know uh, i get depressed too right so well that's what i wanted to ask you because one thing for people that don't know, uh, you know, put the character stuff aside, even, you know, my, one of my favorite things about you is that you're a good person. And I've asked you one time, I said, Hey man, you deal with a lot of people and, and some shitty people. How are you a good person? Why are you a good person? You told me, and you've said it on the podcast, you shouldn't be a good person to other people just because what they could do for you. You should be a good person just because you should be a good person. And I think it's something kind of your mom instilled in you and that type of stuff. And when I was at my lowest and I was at, um, speaking of Lois, I've, uh, Lois, met, met Lois the for the first time. Yeah. Um, and I, when I was at my lowest and I was going to go into an inpatient facility, you were one of the first people to hit me up. I was like, how are you doing? I, I would, I could visit you if you want. And that's the type of guy you are. Um, so I think people don't, you know, they know you're a nice guy, but you had no reason to be nice to me. Uh, you were just a nice guy just to be a nice guy. And you've always been a good friend. You always check in on me. So um, first of all, thank you for that. that no means problem. A lot. Uh, second of all, how do you get up every day and do what you need to get done when you might be battling your own sadness and your own depression? Well, I use my bitterness and anger to fuel me. Right. To stick it to people, uh, which you shouldn't really do for that reason. No, but uh, you know that's what gets me through the day. Sure, is uh, you know this podcast doing better than most people's podcasts just right. because um, consistency. You've always you just kept doing it. It's hard work. It's consistency. You're a one man show. Yeah, I don't have anyone helping me on this. Right. I had Ari Manis show me how to edit, uh, but other than that, I'm a one man show. I get the guests. I'm you know. I, you know, set it up where they have to come to my house, you know, because I lose a lot of guests because they have to come to me. I don't Skype. I don't do phone. Um, it's it's more real that way, though. I, I worked in radio for a while and the phoners can be good. But for the most part, you need to have pa person to person, face to face contact with your interviewer or interviewee, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, so I, I'm sure that uh, that rubs people the wrong way that, you know, I think it depends on the person. I think people like myself, just happy to be here. I don't live close. My thing though, is that I, uh, you know, I, I got to come on here four different times and I'll tell you this, the evolution of, of me from the first time I was on here to now is, is astronomical just as a person. Um, I wanted to ask you about your podcast because I wanted to talk like, how do you feel? Because you've obviously started to see numbers, but for a long time you didn't. You kept doing it. What is your proudest moment of your podcast? And what is like your hopes for the future of the podcast? Well, uh, you know, the proudest moment is uh, probably being number two on iTunes for, uh, I think, one day. Uh, it's like, wow, it's, you know, no one's going to beat Rogan. You know, he's just, sure. you know, we're all chasing number two. Uh, but, you know, to be that highly ranked out of, you know, thousands of podcasts it was pretty neat um and then you know one day just uh you know it's never been easier to make it on your own in this business right so that's uh the 
podcast is really the only thing that I'm in control of. You yeah. Know, I can't control if I'm going to be on, uh, I'm dying up here next year. I can't control if I'm going to be in the cartoon next year or roast battle or, you know, uh, shows like that. It's like, so I don't worry about it, but like, I do worry about the podcast because it's all me. I get the rewards and I get right. the, you know, uh, the, I mean, there's not too many bad things that come from doing this, but, uh, you know, the work is, uh, you see the results of the work, like right. comedy. You don't necessarily see the results of the work. Like you can work your ass off, but you'll see someone ahead of you on the lineup at no matter where you're at, uh, who's not as funny as you are. Right. It's just the way the business is. This right. business is not about being funny. You know, and it took me a long time to figure that out. There's a lot of luck involved in this business. Um, there's luck. There's ass kissing. There's yeah, uh, it's all that, man. You know, it, it's uh, it's a very unfair business because right. your talent level has nothing to do with your end result. That's true. Um, you know, most of the people you see on TV on the late night spots or on certain television shows, they're not the funniest people. They just no. have a manager. They have an agent, yeah. someone pushing for them. So yeah, I mean, know. from from the little I know about that side, uh, I think you're right. Um, do you have a, a guest on this podcast that sticks out as something that you did not think they were going to be? And that doesn't mean good or bad. It doesn't have to be bad. It doesn't have to be good. But just somebody that came on the podcast that just you were like, I never thought this person would be like this, or I didn't think that they would, you know, talk about something that was really hard to talk about, whatever it was. Cause what I love most about your, before I didn't even really know you when we did the first one. And I was so nervous. I listened back to it recently cause I knew it was going to be on here and it was so embarrassing cause I was talking faster than I'm talking now. I didn't know you and you didn't know me because I was like 28, 29. You were like, we have a young guest. And I mean, a real young guest I was like, fuck, I wasn't 19. I've had younger. On no, I, I, I know. But my point is, it was really, you know, we just didn't know each other. And we got to know each other through this podcast. And it was there anybody that really stuck out as like just somebody that you were like, I knew nothing about him. And now I like feel like I know him and I, I could hang out with this person. I mean, I can't say that, but, you know, there's probably like Bobby Brown, who's oh, she's yeah. awesome. Like, you, you know, she was in the Cherry Pie video and uh, she's on Star Search. She won like the spokesmodel thing like nine times or something. Uh, and she was also, I think, in the Great White video, uh, Once Bitten, Twice Shy, and a Hurricane video. She's an 80s video vixen. Right. Uh, That's right up your alley. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, uh, and she was awesome and came here. But, uh, you know, the interview wasn't the uh, the greatest. I think it's the only one that's ever been under an hour out of, uh, I think this will be episode 229. Uh, so that one was the uh, only one where I've had a guest. That was, I'll answer that. That's actually false, Earl. I'm a well. Big, I mean, I've had some uh, solo shows that I did, yeah. like doing like the Roddy. Not pipe. talking about that one. I I'm such a fan of your podcast that if I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure your Rob Schneider one was under an hour. Uh, it's pretty close to an hour. Uh, okay. Um, but you know, she didn't want to talk about the cherry pie video anymore uh, or, you know, the, the star search thing, which I get, you know, it's like every podcast I'm on, 
the first five questions are roast battle questions, and it's like I have really yeah. nothing more to say about the show. It's and like, I for and for I'm I you are on my podcast, and that came up, and when I heard that, I was like, "Fuck, I'm I'm guilty of that." And it, it was only because I think at the time I was doing my podcast, roast battle, you were still on the show, and it was still really hot. And not that it's not now, I don't really follow it as much, but my thing is, uh, you know. I, th- I think you're right when, when sometimes whatever somebody does something that they're known for, it gets nauseating to talk about that all the time. And you can only talk about it so much before you just started sounding like a, a broken record, but the person that's interviewing you could look into, that's why I decided to write questions that were not roast battle related. Oh, I don't mind yeah. talking about the show, but it's just like, there's only so many yeah. ways to talk about beating Jimmy Carr, like, you know, yeah. in a certain way. And you know, or, you know, like losing to Sarah Tiana. It's, it's like, I, I right. can only like, you know, there's only so many ways to skin a cat, as sure. they say. And so, you know, now I don't look at that Bobby Brown interview as uh, critically as I used to, because now I get it. I mean, she's right. been asked about those videos and uh, Star Search for literally 30 years. You know, for me, it's been, you know, just a couple of years of roast battle questions. And it's like, I don't know what else to say. Uh, so I, I kind of get it now, but I just, I, I'm such a fan of hers that I wish it went a little better. Right. And plus she brought her boyfriend, uh, um, well, Lois wants to play with the tennis ball in the middle of the interview. Um, she brought her boyfriend with her. So it's like, I couldn't really get into the, like some of the wackier stories of the book. Was he there to like kind of protect yeah, certain things? Do you I think mean, she, she didn't really know me? So she probably Thought wanted were, him yeah. there for a comfort level. I get it. Uh, which I kind of get, but it's like, you know, obviously I'm not going to try anything. You know, it's like, it's a serious interview show. I do. If you could redo that interview, would you change anything about what you did? Okay. I mean, there's, I mean, you know, like she's really only known for those things that I wanted to talk about. And that's not taking a shot at her. It's it's just like, she's not really known for anything else. So like, at least with me, it's like, okay, I don't, you know, here's my roast battle, you know, answers, but you know, I'm also in a cartoon and, the Showtime show, you know, I could talk about 20 years of stand-up comedy. You could talk about the 80, you could talk about so many different things that are obscure, and that's what I think sets so, your comedy apart. Yeah, so it's like, uh, but outside, and she was very nice to come here and do it, you know, so. Right. Uh, but like, you know, it was a tough interview, because, uh, yeah. you know, at the time I was like, why doesn't she want to talk about this? Right. But now I get it a little more. Yeah. Um Great answer, man. Uh, let me ask you this. I've listened to, again, your podcast a lot. And I would like to know if, if you might not even have one. I, I have some guesses, but do you have the most influential person of your career is? Like whether it's a Rob Schneider or Jeff Richards or Jeff Ross or Brian Moses, somebody that really helped give, and there's many people, Tyler Creator, give you breaks, of course, because, you know, you are who you are and you're, you've done, you're such a good person, but is there somebody... Well, that hasn't got me anywhere in this business. I disagree, but we could talk about that another time. I, is there somebody that, that's been just a good mentor or just person that you can go to for advice, or a Russell Peters, that type of, is there somebody that sticks out in, in all the amazing people you've met? Ralphie May even, is there somebody that sticks out? Well, yeah, it's funny you mentioned uh, Russell Peters and that's how I try and conduct myself. Uh, you know, if the number one comic in the world who makes, you know, $20 million a year doing stand up, I mean, that's crazy to me that this guy 
plays the same place as the LA Kings and Toronto Maple Leafs play. Uh, if he can be as nice as he is, then uh, we all should be nice to everyone. I mean, Russell treats open micers the same as he does, uh, you know, uh, an executive of a TV show. Or and, Bill Burr. Or somebody yeah, or yeah, he treats Bill Burr no differently than he treats me and he treats uh, Boone Shakalaka, the yeah. homeless... Uh, you know, comic who hangs out at the store, he treats him just as good as he treats me. You know, Ralph, I met him once and he couldn't have been nice. Oh, he's Russell's the best. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then Ralphie May was, was the same thing. You know, he's a huge comic, five, six million bucks a year touring the world. Uh, and he would always try and get me work. He would, he would, uh, you know, call me and say, Hey dude, let me get you out of LA. Let me, let me call this talk show for you. Let me call, you know, this, uh, let me call just for laughs for you. And, you know, let me, you know, call this executive at this network for you. And he didn't have to do that. Like, you yeah, know, I never got to meet him. Saw him perform once. And, uh, his Mark Marin episode is one of my absolute favorites. And it just shows who he has. And I've heard nothing but good things about how he was to other comics and, and same with, with, with Russell. And so, um, I just, I, the reason I asked that question is because I think you are that person to other people. Um, you are that mentor to an open mic or you were when I was in comedy, I no longer do it, but I would go to you and say, Hey man, uh, I have this joke or whatever it was. And one time, one thing that, that sticks out, um, it was some of my favorite people I met in comedy were, you know, people I grew, I grew up with their cousins, but the Verzi triplets, the Valducci triplets, as right. you call them. And when they were brand new to comedy, they were trying to do, I know we didn't talk, meant me to talk about it, but roast battle. And they were going to go up against the wave. The wave asked them and they wrote all their jokes. And I will always say that they wrote all their jokes. But when we went to a, a show in the Valley, it was with my friend's show. Not a lot of people, you were nice enough to headline and you were, and you were so nice. You brought Pete C there and you were just hanging out and people like, were so excited that you were there. Um, that, you know, people go up to you and ask questions. You were just so kind to everyone, genuinely kind. And the, the triplets were like, hey, you know, can you stay for this open mic part just so you can see the jokes? And they did that joke about Haiti. And the joke was, uh, the wave should be called the hurricane. The bigger they get, the more they fuck over Haiti. Poor and, Haiti. Yeah. And you, you said, you got you got to put that in there. And I was like, well, I talked to other people. They said it was too, it's too, you know, niche. It's, it's, it's too, you know, and they, and you said, not for this room, not for the belly room. And you said you got to open with that or close with it. And that was up for joke of the year. That was up for all these things. And that was something that nobody really knew that you had a part of. Now they wrote it. You just said, I would, I would start with it or end with it. And, um, that's what happened. And, and those guys got opportunities because of kill Tony because or on kill Tony because of that. So, and they always speak so highly of you and they, they want you on their podcast. They want to do this someday. They just, those guys are what I look at as like, those guys don't gossip about people. They just focus on what they're doing. They've been on AGT. They've done gong show. They just keep showing up and being good to people and working hard. And your mentorship, maybe not to them necessarily, but to me or to other people that rubs off on other people. And I don't think you get enough credit for what you do for younger comics or, or newer comics. And uh, I just appreciate all you do, man. Well, you know, it's just, uh, I try and carry the torch to, uh, the next uh, generation behind me of like, this is how you should conduct yourself. And, you know, some do it and some do the opposite of, you know, 
bullying and you know right. uh, climbing over people uh you know it's not how i do it but like that's just how i was raised by my parents is we all shit out of the same hole sure so russell peters is no better than me i'm no better than you know uh the valducci triplets those guys are you know everyone's the same right of course you know the world of la comedy definitely doesn't subscribe to that theory but uh you know uh, i won't change so right uh you know if everyone helped everyone it would just be an easier uh minefield to navigate like yeah you don't have to like climb over people you know how many people i've helped that you know, I, I don't care if they give me anything back. You know, you shouldn't, you know, uh, give to get. You know, I right. was talking with Joe Rogan the other night in the comedy store uh, kitchen, you know, and I was like, dude, you help so many comics and, and you don't necessarily get anything directly back from them. And he's like, no, I do. And, and you know, it's like, you know, I said, I want to be like, obviously, a much less famous version of you where I have people on my podcast and, you know, someone listening in Canada or wherever go, oh, I'm fans of this guy or girl now, you know, and I wouldn't have been uh, aware of them if it weren't for uh, my podcast. But, you know, some people don't even like that. There was a review on iTunes recently that said, I used to like Earl's podcast when he was interviewing, you know, 80s rocker guys like the guy from Rat or, you know, the guy from Cinderella. Now it's just a bunch of unknown uh, open micers, mm -hmm. unsubscribed, right. you know, so you're never going to like. Can't please everyone, man. Oh, I learned that, uh, you know, you know, just reading online reviews of my stand up or roast battles, you, you know, uh, you'd either get he's great. He sucks. Uh, you know, it, it's, uh, I don't, you, you know, I, I try not to worry about what other people think of me because they're going to think it, whether it bothers me or not. You know? Right. And if you don't like me, you don't like me. If you love me, it's great. You know, I'm not a big uh, Twitter guy, but every time I've done your podcast and I tweet out this, I've had like the Iron Sheik put me on a tweet because it was the one like, or whoever. Um but one guy said like, Hey, you got to have more guests like Casey Moran on because he keeps it real like Earl. And that, that really helped me like get through that day, you know? And it was somebody I didn't know. Um, and I'm hoping this one gets, gets a little traction. You know, I, I don't, I'm just going to continue to be real on this and I have a few more questions for you. And then I'm ready to, to have you do your job. I'm sorry that I'm throwing these out. It's I just all really, good. I, I wanted to hear some of these answers and I think is, other people do too. Yeah. I mean, I just hit record and go. Like I've told yeah. every guest, I I don't plan questions. I don't, some people don't like that. I love, I love that about you, but I personally am someone. So when you asked me a while ago to, it was over a year ago now, which is crazy to do the, the roast battle exit uh, interview thing. Uh, I said, no problem. And I wrote questions and then you said, I'm glad you did that. This is why I asked you to do it. Cause you know, you've done radio and you keep it professional and, and, uh, and I think I asked good questions. Nobody, everybody that listened to it, nobody was like, I wish you would ask this. I really tried to hit as hard of questions as I, as I, I could. Um, but on this one, it's a little different. Uh, let me ask you this about your podcast. Do you have any dream guests that you really want on? And I know like Gene Simmons and, and other ones you've mentioned, but is there one guest that, De uh, yeah let's just put this dead or alive that you would want to have more than any any 
person on here. I mean, Gene Simmons would be great just because I'm a big Kiss fan. Uh, Jimmy Carr would be great because, you know, we actually get along quite nicely. Have you asked them to maybe do it sometime? Jimmy's so busy that, like, you know, when he's in town, he doesn't really have, like, a spare hour. Yeah. But, like, I really like how he's very blunt and honest. Right. Uh, He'd be great on this. Yeah, he's, he's an awesome dude. And, uh, you know, Sertiana, I've you know, just because we're friends. Surprised she hasn't been on this. You know, she's busy, too. Yeah. And, like, uh, you know, now, you know, she's even busier. And But, you know, hopefully because the podcast is doing better than it's ever have, I can start getting people like her. Go, okay, there's... There's value in doing it. Right. Before right, right. it's like, we love Earl, but like, you know, who's listening to this? Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's all, you know, any pro hockey players, just because I love, uh, you know, the sport so much or UFC guys or girls, you know, because I love uh, the UFC and, uh, you know, uh, and really any famous comic, Russell Peters, you know, right. he's so busy that it's, it's, uh, you know, hard to, you know, I mean, he's like on a world tour, you know, when he's in LA, I'm sure he doesn't want to like take what few hours he has free. Right. Uh, Did you but, ever ask Ralphie May to do this? Yeah, really, to be honest with you, it's just like, you know, Ralphie was so... Uh, he was in Nashville a lot, right? He's in Nashville a lot, but you know, like it's tough to like, you know, literally, you know, Ralphie was so fucking big and, and I'm not, I love him, but like, you know, I literally didn't think he could climb up the stairs to come to my house and, and I'm being serious. Like, right. you know, if he parked his car in the garage, there's no way he could have made it from, you know, where you parked tonight to, you know, and that's not like being roast badly on yeah, Ralphie. Yeah. Uh, so it was really just, I don't think he can get into my house. Right. Like it, you know, he has to climb a few sets, like, you know, there was one time at the comedy store, I think it was uh, Sammy Shore was there with an older lady friend, and this lady was pretty old, and she was uh, staying at the hotel next door, and uh, they were leaving to go to her room, and she was having trouble walking, and Ralphie said, come here, Skakel, let's help her. So we walked, me and Ralphie walked this older lady to the elevator of the Andaz, and like, it probably took 25 minutes for me and Ralphie to walk to the elevator and then another 15, 20 minutes to walk back to the store. So it's like, you know, right. that's literally a two minute walk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if that, so I, I just, uh, but I would, cause Ralphie like keeps it real. I like people who keep it real. Sure. Like you ask Ralphie a question, he's going to give you the answer. Yeah. Uh, you he doesn't have, hold back. And that's yeah. what I loved about him on podcast when he did. And even, you know, Joey Diaz kind of talked about that. He said, it's, it's going to take Ralphie a while to get here. And he was that he was always, but um, I mean, I would love to have Rogan on, yeah. but he, I I don't picture Joe wanting to. Uh, Ari Shafir. Ari Shafir would be great. Ari keeps it real, yeah. you know. Uh, Joey real. Diaz would be awesome, you know. But I feel so like those guys would do your pot. They everybody loves you, man. Like mm. everybody that I I ran into Brody Stevens, uh, who who I loved on your podcast, by the way, uh, about a month ago or whatever it was. But I ran into him at a coffee place when I I had to work out here, and I just ran into him. And uh, I've met him before, and I said, he said, oh, yeah, I know you. And I was like, I loved you on Earl's podcast. Loved you on And his eyes got big. He goes, I love Earl. And to me, a guy like that who's done a lot, um, he didn't have to say that. He could have been like, oh, thanks, man. And he was and he was, and he was, just so happy to, like, to talk about you and all that. And uh, it was great. And I, I, when I told you that, you were like, awesome. Because you, you love when people say, I heard you. on Like, you're, you love when people promote the fact that, yeah. that they listen. You know what I mean? And so... 
Um, that was cool. The, let me ask you this about a guest. Have you ever thought of, cause I think this would, you want to talk about keeping it real and I don't know your, your relationship with, with, you know, your siblings or anything. Have you ever, have you ever wanted to have like a, a sibling on or a family member on? Um, I mean, yeah, all my brothers and sisters are very funny and, uh, uh, you know, probably my sister Caroline would be the best uh, one of the the group because she's got the biggest personality and uh, you know she's got an interesting story. You know, I would love to hear that, man. Like, oh, she's what, great. What Earl was like growing up, you know, you could do that. Like, she's got a tough story because her her husband has very bad MS. Oh wow! And uh, I didn't know that. Like she, you know, they have to raise a daughter, but you know, uh, it's very hard under the current. Uh, yeah. Uh, that is tough environment that they have to do it under, you know, just cause, uh, he lives in a home and she's oh, wow. at home, you know, and you know, you have a 13, 14 year old niece or wow. daughter in their case, my niece, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty, uh, you know, be an interesting interview and my sister's a pretty open book. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll have anyone on as long as it's an interesting, uh, you know, subject or, or field we can hit. Like, uh, that's why I don't care if someone's famous or not famous. Like, um, you, you know, I've had, uh, in the early days when I was struggling to get guests, cause you know, literally I, if, if they ranked my podcast two years ago, it literally probably wasn't 10,000th. Mm -hmm. I don't know what numbers they ranked to, but like, I literally probably did not have the, the most listened podcast, I was probably 10,020. Right. Uh, if you were to rank every podcast, the algorithm is weird because what it is, is it's based on new subscriptions and, you know, ratings and reviews. So like, not just anybody, like I subscribed early on. Right. But like new subscriptions. So somebody, and I'm not just listening to not downloads subscriptions. It's like subscriptions, new subscriptions, plus ratings, plus reviews, plus downloads or something like it's something like that plus artwork like I, oh yeah i didn't know that, that was a yeah, yeah. Well, i read it's a, crazy uh, itunes looks specifically at your cover art oh dude um, mine will do changed. better now i'll be honest i just changed mine too and i just started re you know recording new episodes of my podcast it'll be out soon and i just you know i stopped taking it well, we'll talk about that later i stopped doing it for a reason but uh but um i have three more questions for you if that's okay. But just to finish at that yeah, point, please. I was so desperate for guests that I literally was at Pink Dot one day getting an energy drink. And I was like, shit, I haven't, no one will come on my podcast. So I asked the girl behind the counter if she wanted to come on my podcast. And Did Jenny, she do it? Dang, Jenny Dang, Jenny P. Dang. I would love to hear that. Episode. Very talented bass player. Uh, yeah. But she had a great story. It's like, here she is pursuing her dream, right. working at Pink Dot, trying to be uh, a bass player. Uh, and I gotta check that episode out. That's a it's I it's very early on, but yeah. like that's how desperate I was to. I love your earlier podcast, and I like these ones, you know, with the bigger names. But well, now the bigger names, obviously, now you want people with you know like yeah. Chris Frangiola. He had a, like you know Chelsea lately, yeah. Uh, you know Brody has a big following. Uh, Guy Branham, Jeff Ross, uh, yeah. Jeff Ross is like you know uh, Guy Branham, yeah, eight hundred thousand. Yeah, uh, you know Russell Peters has like a, a 
a lot of uh, followers. Uh, I'm sorry for for taking up uh, one of these uh, guest spots, man. Well, uh, no, I don't. Really, you know, it just. But that's just the way the game is. Is you know, yeah. you, you like you know Tyler the creator. If I could ever get him on this podcast, he has four million Twitter followers. One tweet with the link to his episode would be huge. Like right. uh, he's got an interesting story too. You know. So yeah. Like, yeah. I mean. I love that, man. Um, so it's a tough uh, line to walk. Like you want to interview your friends and the, you know, I've had people who literally didn't have 500 t followers on Twitter and it was a great interview. And then I've had uh, one comic who I won't name. He had like a hundred thousand Twitter followers uh, and the numbers weren't that great. And he kept bugging me as why wasn't uh, the episode? It, why didn't it do better? I'm like, dude, I sent you the link. You didn't tweet it out once. You didn't retweet anything I sent out. Uh, you know, of course it's not going to do that well. You have a hundred thousand followers. One tweet from you is, you know, could be as many as has could be as many as ten thousand less. Come on, Gary Cannon. No, it's not kidding. Gary. Cannon, I'm just kidding. Like, I know. You know, I love Gary Cannon. I met him a, a few times, and he's a great guy. Oh, he's great. Job. But Gary, Gary, uh, you know, there's there's so many podcasts out there that you have to like promote it in a certain way and. You know, the, there's a way to do it. You you told me like you would ask me like, hey, can you do it again? And you were like, you got to promote it this day because there's there is a whole system. And and so being a podcaster, there's a there's a whole like process to not just record, but to promote, to release, to get the word out through social media. And it's annoying to have social media, man. And social media sucks, well, but you have to have it in order to do something like this to get your word out. Oh, I would delete also. I wouldn't be on social media if I didn't have this podcast. Yeah, yeah. I heard uh, you say that. Oh, I, I, I would delete everything right now if I didn't have it. Yeah, um, it, it, well, it gets an, it's an addiction, man. Um, well, I just don't like being, uh, you know, like reminded of stuff or people sure. you know, over and over again. Like It is annoying. But I block a lot of people now, like, so I don't have to, like, hide their, I hide their feed so I don't have to see, like, you know, the same political stuff oh, yeah. or whatever it is. It's just, I mean, to me, it's just not who I am. Um, couple more questions, man, if you don't mind. Not at all. Um, this is something I wanted to ask you for a little bit. You have a, a great dog that I met today, Lois. Amazing Lois. Let me ask you this, because I have a dog and it helps my depression. Do you think having a dog has helped your mental health? Because I see you walking, you know, you do live videos, you walking Lois through Hollywood, excuse me, throughout Hollywood. Um, is that, is that something that's really helped you having, having a pet, like an emotional support dog, if you will? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, she's. I mean, dogs. It's unconditional love. Uh, you know, they don't really care what you do. They don't care what shows you're on, or you know, what shows you're not on. They don't care if you're uh, going on at ten o'clock at the store or at two in the morning. They're gonna love you just the same. You know, they don't care if you didn't get just for laughs or. If you didn't get on this show or that show, they they literally they you know they're dogs. They don't right. they don't give a shit. Right. They don't care. Uh, you know if you all they care about is getting fed and you not uh, you know doing anything but good things to them. Right. So, and OJ's dog still loved him after yeah, that. Yeah. You know? I mean, uh, <laughs> allegedly. But that's true though. Like yeah. you know, dog, animals, cats. If you're a cat person, like. Uh, you, you know, whether I have a good set or a bad set, Lois, you know, she's a dog. She doesn't care. Right. So, uh, right. you know, I love having a dog and it definitely helps with the uh, depression. Sure. Um, two more questions. 
you've talked about it. You've hinted at it before. Um, you've had, you know, like us all have had, uh, an interesting up and down love life. Um, and I don't even know what your current situation is now. And maybe I'm wrong here, but are you ready to date at this point in your life? Or are you kind of just focusing on yourself and just trying to get by every day? I mean, you know, uh, I don't really, uh, you know, if I find the right one, I find her. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't, um, you know, uh. I don't say wake up tomorrow and go, I have to have a girlfriend. Where is she? Right. Uh, and you're okay with dating comics? Because a lot of people say like, it's hard it's hard to date comics because it could be in your act, but then it's easy in the sense of they have the same schedule as you so they understand it. That, that was the hardest thing for me when dating. Like I would date non-comics and the only time that it uh, made sense or that I was like talking to, I was dating, like seeing a, a stripper for a little bit. And that was the only time where I was like, man, her sketch, like now I'm worried about her schedule because she's out later than I was. And so like that, that's a tough thing. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, my last three girlfriends have been comics. Uh, you know, I don't regret dating one of them. Uh, of course, you know, I'm single. So, uh, you know, you regret, you know, how they ended, but, uh, sure. and each one ended in a different, you know, uh, capacity, uh, but uh, you know, I date who I date. Like I don't, you know, that's all I'm around are comics and and yeah. waitresses of the comedy club or the wherever I'm doing comedy. Like I'm not around doctors and lawyers and right. you know. I mean, the, yeah, there's girls in the audience, but you know, you're never going to see a girl who goes to a comedy show alone. You know, yeah. so it's hard to like, you know, if you have a vibe with a girl, you, she's probably with six people. Sure. Or, um, you know, uh, at least one other friend. And it's just, you know, uh, I'm at the uh, point now where I don't hunt girls. It's right. like if I'm confident enough in my life that if you want to hang out with me, you can ask me. Um, right. You know, I mean, there's better looking guys out there. There's there's guys with more money out there. Mm -hmm. uh, there's guys who are funny or have better careers. But, you know, go date them then. Right, right. So, uh Oh, it's a good answer, man. I mean, I think. Uh, well, it's like you know, in one, you're right though. In one sense, you know, you shouldn't date comics if you're a comic, because you know, uh, usually they'll end, and then there's awkwardness. You know, if you have to run into them, or or they're doing an act, and, and you know, they they get some fame, and then they're talking about you in a negative way, and like they might not say your name, but you know, and it could hurt. Not that I've had, I haven't dealt with that. When I did stand up, I hooked up with like two or three comics, um, and they all ended terrible. And it got to the point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. But what was hard, like in terms of dating them, but what was hard is like, you know, you do, you know, I did a good amount of like one nighters and stuff. And so like, um, I would meet like chuckle fuckers or whatever they're called that are just like their, you know, locals or whatever. And you hook up with them and it, that, that kind of was tough for me. But, um, the hard thing is I booked a bunch of shows. So like, I didn't want people to think I was booking comics or, you know, just cause I wanted to hook up with them, you know? And so that was a whole other thing. Um, my last question, if you don't mind, uh, is where do you see yourself five years from now? And I'm talking about your podcast, talking about your comedy, talking about your acting. Do you, I, here's where I see at least your podcast. I think in five years, podcasts are going to be the new radio show in the sense that, you know, cause people now it's just so easy. You don't have to get serious. You don't have to get it you know, serious uh, XM or whatever, or serious, not even serious XM. You don't have to get serious. Um, you don't have to get 
uh, you know, other subscriptions to radio channels. Podcasts are free. They're at people's disposal. It's awesome. I kind of see you kind of going into like a Howard Stern-esque interview show while it might be here, could be a studio, wherever, um, catered to you and, you know, having like a sidekick or whatever. Um, if that's what you want, that's what I see. Cause I, I saw you, uh, do Brody Stevens show. I think it was. That was like, Willie Hunter's show where uh, I was the sidekick. That's, you know, no, you did that. No, I'm, I'm, I mean, the Tom Green Tom show. Green. You did it. You like, guest hosted or something? I guest hosted, I think, uh, it was awesome. three to five episodes of Tom Green when it he was, was touring. Awesome, man. I so, mean, I like it. Uh, I don't think I'd want to have a sidekick. I think right. I'm better Do it on, your own. on my own. Or like I... Like a man on the street segment or something like that. I mean, I... You'd be I, great at that, man. Well, yeah. I mean, now I want to be... Uh, I mean, I love this podcast. It's definitely the way for me to make the next step. But do you want to be like a just a touring comic? Do you want to be an actor in movies? I mean, you know, I, I can act if it's in my wheelhouse, like on Showtime. Yeah. I'm a very small part of I'm Dying up here, but... I love it, man. I watch every episode, and every time I get to see, like, friends of mine on there, it's it's awesome. Oh, it's a, it's a great show, and it, it's, like... It's great. It's re- this season was... was I liked it better in season one, and yeah. I love season one. So. Well, they brought in Brendan Lynch to help uh, yeah. write with the stand-up, which I think it showed. It helped, man. He's a great, great comic, and he's yeah. a great writer. Right. And I think he gets the darkness of the show. Sure. You know, it goes back to, you know, it's a, it's a dark business. It's right. Not, because that's like the only, not complaint, but like whatever I get about, you know, feedback from uh, people on I'm Dying Up Here. It's like, oh, I thought this would be like funnier. And it's like, well, it's not a funny business. Right. Like it's it's a business where, I mean, they really hit the nail on the head with, you know, the jealousy and, and the The back- sadness of comedy yeah. too, I think, was 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 hit. On sadness, the head for sure. backstabbing. Yeah. Seeing people who don't deserve to get stuff, get it over you. And yeah, they really hit everything. And I think that that comes from Jim Carrey too. Yeah. Uh, Cause he started at the store and he like, lived in a closet. Like that stuff that you see is like, that's some of his, his real life story there. Yeah. I mean, he lived in a fucking van. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was homeless, man. He wrote that million dollar check to himself. Yeah. It's awesome. So, so um, okay. I mean, well, that's I, awesome, man. I, I just want, I just, the yeah, reason I asked that question, I know this isn't an interview, like a job interview and that's something you to get at a job interview, but the five year question. I asked that because I wanted, I know what other people think of you and it's positive, but I want to know where, For the you, most part. where you think you're going to be. Well, I like doing the cartoon though. Like the voiceover work is, it's really, it's pretty easy work and, right. uh, you know, that it's great money. So, uh, so you could see yourself maybe having your own cartoon someday. Um, uh, I like doing the voices. Like, well, that's what I mean. Like doing a voice of like the main character. Yeah, I mean, like I am on the jellies. I mean, right. I'm not the main character. Yeah, but, but maybe that'll be a spinoff. I'm They've done spinoffs on cartoons. You never time. know. I mean, it's pretty neat to be on an Adult Swim show yeah. and be one of the featured people. And you know, the cast—they're awesome. Like everyone gets along. Well, you treat people well. You told me that one time. You said. You know the uh, the hair and makeup people that I'm dying up here love you because oh, they love you, you know you show up early and you know you talk to them you don't ask them for anything you just you just do whatever's told and you know you we have to be realistic I'm also like you can't really get much lower on the call sheet yeah than man I am. but people that have been lower have still been assholes I know extras that have been dicks so oh yeah yeah so I mean you just keep being a good person it all comes back to that you keep being a good person because you should be a good person and, and good things happen I anybody mean, I watching in, on this Facebook live thing oh yeah there's a couple people in there anybody I know 
I don't, I don't know. To be honest with you, the, the comments go pretty fast. Oh, but, okay. Well, good. To, you, but you're good right, you though. I, you do. Like, I was in the makeup chair once, and, you know, my makeup on I'm Dying Up here was pretty easy because, you know, they just used my hairstyle and, you know, maybe uh, pimp up the sideburns a little bit. Yeah. But there was this extra in there going, well, I don't want to shave my... Uh, soul patch and and the, the girl was being really cool she's like yeah but that doesn't look like the 70s and this is a very specific period right we're going for 1975 and they literally had hundreds of pictures of uh people from 1975 like dustin hoffman and de niro yeah. and and uh you know uh baseball players from that era and uh this guy just wasn't getting it and finally the makeup lady said listen i can just send you home if you like and like this is a fucking extra i can yeah remember, so yeah um, man it's a, I, I did a little extra work and i saw that so you know, you are a good person and they love you. I mean, I think that's a rarity, though. I don't it think is a many... rarity. But what I'm saying in general is that you should just be not difficult because it goes back to what you said about comedy. If everybody treated people well, it'd be a lot easier to navigate. But it also like you should treat people well, because no matter what show you're on yeah. today, every show gets canceled. Sure. Every. Well, you should be a good person just because you should be a good person. It's how you want to be treated. And I know it's cliche. But it's true, though. It is but true. Like every show that's on TV right now will be taken off the air at some point. It's a good point. Mash was taken. It off might the get air. rebooted because that's what they're going. Yeah, yeah but now, you're not going to be on it. No, hundred like, percent. You know, no, not if you're a smaller character. You know, uh, Miami Vice was like the, the number one show of the eighties. Got canceled. Uh, you know, my friend was on it every season, every episode. He had to move back to Idaho to be a farmer. So you think that guy probably was the king of the hill for five years, you know, living in LA, going to any bar. That's the guy from Miami Vice. Right. Get him a drink. That's uh, next night at strip club. Hey, girls, that guy's on Miami Vice. Go fuck him. And then he's yeah. now, right now, tonight in Idaho, probably in pig shit. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's like I see that a lot with Roast Battle comics. Like, mm. you know, it's a hot show right now. Season three debuted tonight. But like I see some people associated with that show, like they walk around the comedy store like a fucking pro wrestler going to the ring. And it's like, you know, you get your 15 minutes of fame and then... The show will get canceled. Well, I mean... Maybe not the TV I, show, I but the show eventually is going to come to an but, end. Like you know, they're not going to use a lot of people that much. So, yeah. it, you know, they'll use one or two people. They'll bring them back a lot. But like for the most part, you're one and done on the show. Yeah. And so you move you know, on, you learn what you can from it and you apply to something else. Yeah. But like the point is, you know, you don't be cocky because it's a one and done for most reality show. Right. So, and you know, at the comedy store on any night, that's not a Tuesday night, you know, it's a little more like, okay, well, that's great. You're number 15 in the rankings, but what time are you on the lineup tonight? Oh, you're right. not past here. So yeah. nobody cares. So, yeah, man. I mean, uh, yeah. Like the sure. great Robin Tran is in chat right now. You know what? I'm glad Robin Tran's in chat because here's what I want to say. She's the best. Oh, here's what I want to say about her. Um, I was going to wait a little longer to do this, but one of my favorite things about comedy and what comedians do, and, she, and I was going to use her as an example, is whether it's Maria Bamford talking about depression or Robin Tran talking about depression, they... They're so smart in their act and outside of their act. But what the best thing about them is they know they need to take mental health breaks. They know they need to take those breaks for their own health. And and that's what Robin did. Her story's amazing. She's going to get a chance on Roast Battle. 
and um, she's a Hulu special coming out. And so she was, I met her through your podcast, Earl, and just saying, hey, I really liked you on Inappropriate Earl. And I said, I loved you on it because she interviewed you too. I think she did much better than me. And uh, it's not about that. Yeah, but regardless, she's phenomenal. And I haven't really talked to her in person before, so I hope I get a chance. But I got to tell you, um, there needs to be more people like Robin Tran and more people like Earl Skakel. Yeah, well, let's see if we can get Hollywood to come around to that uh, line of thinking. And I set up Robin's next battle uh, against my friend who's transgendered. I think it'll be the first transgendered versus transgendered uh, roast battle. Who's that? Uh, can you name the other person? She's very cool. Uh, I don't. I won't say her name. Right. Uh, you know, I'll let her. Uh, you know, uh, come on to the scene, but she's Fair very, enough. uh, very funny comic. Uh, just moved out here and, uh, right. you know, I thought, well, you should battle my friend Robin. And, uh, so that should be, I think they're battling in September if I'm not mistaken. That should be good. But, uh, I love that. Yeah. I mean, you know, Robin gets it. She goes through uh, mental health issues, yeah. but uh, she's really smart to to take a step back and go, you know what? I, I can only do this once or twice a month on shows. And she's always writing material and she's always being good to people. But the thing is, is she knows that she can't keep putting herself out there in comedy, going on the road or doing all these other things, go to L.A. all the time. I believe she resides in Orange County because what that does to your mental health, Earl, is that it's already hard enough to do stand up every day. Right. But when you have your mind telling you other things constantly, the problem with it is that it's hard to get up every day already when you have depression or you have anxiety or, or you, you know, you're dealing with these things in your head. So when you have severe mental illness, like, like Robin has talked about, or even that I had or have, um, when I was doing standup, you're putting yourself in dangerous situations all the time, whether you have a sex addiction or whatever it might be when you're on the road or whatever. So it's important to take a step back and go, you know what? My life and my health is more important than getting laughs right now. Although the laughs can help you, you need to focus. And I had to turn myself into a few different inpatient facilities. I'm not sure Robin's story when it comes to that, but I've had to check myself in and I knew I needed a break. Um, but what Robin does, her story is so just so inspirational and so motivational and, and something that um, I really, really uh, admire. And um, I got to tell you, man, this last depression episode I had, the six-month bout, was my worst by far. Why? I think it was the first time I realized I'm not going to beat it. I'm not going to beat this thing. It doesn't matter what I do. Just like, you know, you know, there are people that have cancer, and there's people that they basically tell them, you're never going to beat this. You might be able to live with this, but you're not going to beat this. And I don't want to relate depression to cancer, but in some ways having a mental illness and severe, severe mental illness, major depressive disorder, bipolar two, all this stuff. It's getting to the point that I used to think when I was younger, I'm 31. Now I used to think, Oh, I can beat this. I can beat this thing. I'm a man. I can beat this. Fuck the medication. I could beat it. Or I'll take the medication. I could beat it. Some people can Earl. And I just know I can't. And, uh, I got to the point and you did say we might not talk about suicide, but we are because for the first time, I actually had the energy to write letters. And usually when you have depression to write a suicide note, it's hard because you to take a, a pen to paper is a really hard thing. And I wrote uh, multiple letters handwritten to people that I wanted to let them know that this is going to happen and this has nothing to do with them, you know? 
And even though that might not be what they wanted to hear, at least they know that like I need it out of my darkness, you know? Um, and dude, it, I just didn't think I could get out of this one. And I've been through them a lot since I was 16. So 15 years of this. And, uh, you know, and I stopped doing stand up, but that had nothing to do with why I was depressed. That probably helps your mental. It, it did in some ways. It did in some ways, but, but dude, um, I, I just couldn't do it anymore, man. I, I just couldn't keep living with this, this dark cloud over me saying, you got nothing, kid. You can't do this. And, and I, I went to therapy. I went to depression support groups. I mean, I met a, a friend who's my best friend now who j would support me and go to the mental health, uh, support de depression support groups and all these things that helped for sure. Without her, I don't know what I would do. My mom and dad are amazing. My brother and sister-in-law are amazing. I have great people around me, my cousins, uh, some comics, including yourself. But dude, when you want out, it's not about thinking of the, not thinking about those other people. It's that you just want out of your darkness and you feel that if people keep saying, oh, I want the best for you, but you're telling them the best for me is to not live. You're hoping that they get that, you know, and they don't because they want you to live, but you don't want to live because you have this, this thing over you that's constantly in your head telling you, you got nothing to live for. Even though people can say you've done this, you've done this, you've done this, you did sports casting, you did TMZ, you did comedy, you, you know, you were a good person, all this stuff. You told me that about just being a good person. You're a good guy. And you, you know, but you don't feel that way, man. You don't feel that way because you feel that you didn't get, you didn't ask to be on this earth and, and you don't like that you have to keep battling this, this mental thing on top of already battling a bunch of other shit. So it was rough, man. And, uh, I really don't know what got me out of it, but one day I woke up and I went from from zero to sixty or whatever they say. So it it, it was crazy, but I've I've been at a different level of uh, and I'm sorry for getting so emotional, you know. But it's all good, man. Um, Life ain't all fucking, you know, the jellies and roast battle. No, I mean it's tough, man. I uh, I only got in the stand up because because sports casting didn't work out for me, and um and that was because of my depression. You know, I worked for a, a big network and uh they found out about my depression because i had a, a rough one and i was honest about it and then i wasn't blacklisted but it was really hard to to go to interviews and and get opportunities so i went back to high schools and colleges and did well but um it was hard to get going again because i i started off hot and i kind of knew i had to get out so it was a kind of a rebound comedy and but i met some of the best people and be able to do my podcast and do the other things so um Dude, I got really close to ending my life and, you know, I think people that are like, oh, you people say that people do suicide or, or, or attempt suicide because for attention or whatever. But I, I disagree. And I also disagree that that's a selfish move um, only because if you know me at all, you know, I'm not a selfish person. So to say that somebody that has suicidal thoughts is selfish, that's just inconsiderate and and quite frankly in my opinion ignorant because you probably haven't had it if you're saying that and so grandmaster sexy who you re referenced earlier yes jerry lawler's kid right uh he's been he's been battling depression and other stuff for a long time man and so in some ways i look at 48 and go i hope i can make it that long i know that sounds weird i'm only 31 i know that sounds weird but I don't know how long I'm going to live because of this, dude. Yeah, but nobody does. No, I know, 100%. I could die tomorrow. 100%, man. 
But what I'm saying is you're at mercy of this thing that, and I'm not the only one. I, I, I know I'm not alone. I know a lot of people have this. That's why we're talking about it, but it's a rough life, man. I know you talk about the business being cold, but life is cold. Life is rough. And that's, you know, why certain things are the way they are, but there are some beautiful things about life, man, a hundred percent. And I know this isn't a funny podcast today, but you keep it real and, and, uh, too real for some. Yeah. And I hope that, that, that somebody listens to this and just goes, I can relate to that. You know, I can relate to that. And I, and that's the hope. Well, most comics would, uh, right. Robin Tran and, and, and Jessica Michelle Singleton has been on your podcast. Tom Goss have talked about similar things on your podcast and others about their depression while theirs are similar to mine. In some cases, they're very different, just like anybody else's story. Like you talked about earlier about having somebody having an interesting story. You invited me on this podcast four times is, is been a blessing for me because it's kind of been therapy in some ways. Well, we're going to, uh, end the Facebook live here. So, okay. uh, if people want to, uh, listen to the rest of this interview you got to go to itunes check it out but rate where, and review please yeah yeah please rate and review everything helps on itunes tell earl you want me back because i'd love to do this yeah again. i mean there's no but you know that's uh you know the fans speak you know i know a lot of fans have uh tweeted at rogan hey get earl on i don't know if that helps because like you know uh you know you want it to be organic you yeah know, but, i'd love to hear you on mark Marin, man I mean, I don't know him really, so he probably wouldn't necessarily. I think he would like me once we met and go, okay, this guy's, uh, you know, he's almost as bitter as I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, we'd probably get along because we're almost the same age. Didn't somebody come up to you one time and want a picture and they thought you were Mark Marin? Yeah, they thought, they're like, oh my God, you had the best set. You're my favorite comic. I'm like, I haven't gone on yet. You know? <laughs> and I was going on that night. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going on in like an hour. Actually, it's probably two hours because everyone runs the light. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd love to be on Joey Diaz's podcast. Yeah. But, you know, it's just got to be when it... You when know, it's meant to be, it'll when be. it's meant to be, you know, like, uh, you know, I think when you have to ask to be on a podcast, like, that's going to make the host not want you on. It's like, right. oh, it's my podcast. I'll have you on when I want you on. Right. Um, so, uh, where can people find you on Twitter and shit? Uh, Casey Moran one on Twitter, on Instagram, Casey Moran eleven. That's C A S E Y M O R A N one one on Instagram and uh, one on Twitter. Uh, and I'm on Facebook, Casey Moran. Um, I have a picture of my podcast, if you don't mind. No, part uh, of your podcast. Discussing depression with Casey Moran. Um, I've done some great, uh, I've had some great cover art done by uh, my friend Steve Samples. Um, and so my thing is, uh, you know, I'm just trying to to just keep going, man. And so if please, you know, hit me up and tell me that you heard me on this. Hopefully you liked it. Um and listen to my podcast, but more importantly, rate and review Earl's. And thank you so much for for just for just you know, listening. And we're going to wrap up a little bit on iTunes. Sure. So, uh, switch over to that when this is out tomorrow. And uh, Casey Moran is a good dude. So uh, follow him and support him in his future endeavors. Thank you. And I wish people could see this. I'm trying to end the Facebook Live. I've got the mic on my chest because mm -hmm. I'm trying to get people to... Uh, you know, uh, get proper audio. This is what happens when you're a one man operation. You are a one man show. Earl. It's tough, but I enjoy it that way. Right.
I, I mean, really enjoy being on my own in the podcast world. I've gotten a few offers right. for networks and uh You'd be great on like all things comedy and all that stuff. You well, would that be. would uh be the only one I would go on just because uh I just like all the comics on that. Yeah, um, me too. You know, Al Madrigal's great, Bill Burr's obviously the they king. Have Kate Quigley's on there. They got uh, all types of Joe Bartnick is yeah. on, Fraser Smith. Uh, I think Sam Tripoli's on there. Yeah, he's got this Punch Drunk Loves. Punch Drunk and Tinfoil Podcast, but it's a group yeah. of comics who keep it real. Yeah. There's no uh, bullshit on all things comics. What comedy. it's all about, man. Um, and Death Squad is, I don't think. Uh, I don't know if Joe's on Death Squad anymore. I think Joe kind of is his own thing. Yeah, but like, you know, Red Band's always been good to me. Yeah, like Mark uh, Marin kind of does his own thing. Joe does his own thing. Uh, I like being rogue, independent. Yeah, Yeah. hey, man, Uh, you're great at it. Well, I mean, it's just I'm in control of it. Right. There's no one on this couch, even though the Bobby Brown interview didn't go like exactly as I wanted. Right. I still wanted her on. And, uh, you know, there's uh, that's what I enjoy about not being a slave to anyone. Because if you're on a network, it's like, well, you got to plug this show too, and you got to do yeah. that. And I'll that's plug true, who man. I want to plug. And, uh, oh yeah, man. I mean, you know, what's what's crazy is that like I did comedy for three years, and I got it. I met some amazing people, and and one of the funniest things you always tell me, man, when I post about my depression. By the way, some people love that, some people hate it, but. They just, a lot of people say I have depression also. And that, that helps me by you, uh, posting about it and being open. And one thing that you always tell me to do is, uh, you know, book a fucking room, you know, and then you'll get people to, to, to hit you up. And the amount of people that were hitting me up when I was doing it, it was a lot. And when I stopped doing it, when I stopped doing comedy, I knew who would still talk to me. Some people surprised me and talked to me and then a bunch of people stopped and that's fine. There's a lot of palmers out there, as you would say. And, uh, and at the end of the day, man, I'm, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. And now uh, I'm working in mental health. And that's what I think I'm meant to do. And so it's been hard because I work at a day program with adults with developmental disabilities and also overnights in mental health a few nights a week. So sometimes I do back-to-back doubles. And it's been tough, man. So 16 hours straight of two completely different fields. And I've, I'm going to have to eventually end that because it's just not good for my health. Right. But I've been doing this this intermediate fasting thing, intermittent fasting, whatever it is. What's that? It's, so it's like I don't, I only eat from 12 to 7, 12 p.m. to 7. And every other every other hour, I'll be either drinking bulletproof coffee that has MCT oil and, and like organic butter in it. Or I'm just like drinking juice and water. I'm not drinking sodas anymore and not eating fast food. And, you know, I need to lose weight, but it's mainly to just keep my, I've, I've always tried to take care of my mental health, but I've never really focused on my physical health and they're all intertwined. And so like, I did want to ask you that, like, how do you, cause I want my first time here, I, I brought these garlic rolls that I really liked over and you were like, I can't eat those, but I'll give them to a neighbor if that's okay. Cause you always ate healthy. Like how, what do you eat and how do you stay, stay fit? Well, working out is my Prozac. It's my, uh, you know, Adderall. Valbutrin, Lexapro, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just started taking uh, um, boxing lessons. Is that right? Or boxing class. It's not yeah. really a lesson. Wow. Because uh, there's a gym right next door to Equinox that just opened up. It's a boxing uh, gym. And, Good for uh, you. Oh, it's great. You know, and... Uh, it's your new roast battle, man. Well, that's why I started taking it because everyone would ask me about roast battle. It was just driving me fucking insane. I'm right. literally insane. I'd get like uh, even the other night, I uh, I had a contestant's brother uh, 
messaged me, uh, hey, you're going to be here tonight. When do you battle? And I'm like, uh, I'm not battling. Uh, yeah. like it's, it's every, you know, I probably in the last month gotten a hundred messages. Hey, uh, you're on season three, right? And it's like, no, I'm not. You know, and then it's annoying that you have to go through. Well, that. it's just like a hundred fucking literally. I, at least a hundred messages, right. tweets, DMs. People uh, ask me that. They said, "You know, if Earl's going to be on, I go. I have no idea, and I don't. I really don't want to ask him." Yeah, I mean, but it just like was. It was literally making me depressed because yeah. it's like you know. Then I started hearing about who got it, and then you're like, "Well, Jesus Christ!" You know, I, I did this, you know, right. uh, over them or whatever. And but it goes back to not really uh, worrying about stuff you can't control. It's like right. I can't. You know, I mean, it's it's not that I, I didn't really want to talk about it, but like, you know, I, I, you know, Rob Schneider gave me the best advice ever many, many years ago. He's like, become so good. They can't deny you. Right. And, Be undeniable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 but even that doesn't necessarily equate to getting gigs. Like there's no way I could right. physically do anything more than I did, uh, at roast battle, uh, never had a bad battle yeah i mean but um, schneider came up at a time that when you were undeniable it, you know when it was just you know tv and stuff and maybe even big radio shows now with like youtube and all these other things like it's about followers it's about this it's about these things that you really can't control a whole lot so you can be undeniable 100 percent. that does help but like you said there's other things that you know the people that are getting on these shows uh, or even the Comedy Central roast, you know, they have a, a celebrity following that they are, they are a celebrity or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Or they're the right age, you know. hundred I mean? percent. There's a lot of factors. I don't know what goes into those those thought. Oh, processes. I don't either. Like to I wish me, I did know. You know, I mean, listen, man. Um, it's weird to see certain projects happen and know that. Oh well, on paper, you, you know, this person would be good for it, but those people have a really hard gig, and I know that for a fact. And so I just know uh, that. It goes back to what we said before on that side that you can't please everyone. In fact, like you've talked about it before with Adam Egget and all these other people, like there's just you people love you because you don't bother talent bookers and all these things. But that's a hard gig in any network, any anything, even running a, a, a bar show. You just can't please everyone. And you try your best to take care of people the best you can. But you're never going to be able to make everyone happy. Well, it, it, but it's like it goes to just stuff that's out of your control. It, it, yeah. It, it, uh, but I literally started taking boxing to get over like the depression of people asking me about Good the for fucking you. show so much. You know, it's, it's driving me insane. And, and you can't just get out of social media because you have a podcast, and you have other things. Yeah, so you have tough. to say, uh, Otherwise, I'd be, uh, you know, in the same thing. Because not a lot of people have your number, man. And so, like, you know, you can you can totally just you know, you can ghost them all you want, but it, people hitting you up, you still see those questions. That's tough, man. That's with when what's right. you know, uh, people I've dated in the past, I would literally get people updating me on, right. Hey, I just did a show with uh, your ex and her boyfriend. It's yeah. like, uh, do you really think I needed to know that? Like, it's uh, tough, man. It's, so it's, yeah, it's hard. That's how I get my workout is more for my mental sure. uh, sanity than my physical sanity. I mean, so, I, so yeah. I mean, I'm fine. I'm you very happy with how I look physically. But you eat well. Like, you've always ate well, right? For, Not for the most part. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to cut back eating uh Are you personally late control? Night. Like, what do you... Yeah, is that... Is it what, I eat late night, you know, like... Well, comedy know, shows and stuff? Comedy shows. And but then, what do you eat? Do you eat, like... I, I know, know that's, that's boring. Different. But, it, I mean, do you, like... 
I don't know. I, I'm just, you know, you do take care of yourself. And that that's something that I would do. But I do it to. more probably for the wrong reasons. I do it for the mental. Uh, yeah, but you know what? I don't think that's the wrong reasons. I think it's good. Um, in some in some capacities, for sure. Because I won't take drugs to feel better. Like right. You uh, never drank, which is like beyond me. To be in comedy as long as you have and never have a sip of alcohol. Is that something? Do you think you'll ever no. have a sip of alcohol before you die? I'm not going to start drinking at 49. No, but what I'm saying, like, let's say you're on your deathbed in 30 years, you know? No. No? Good for you, man. You're strong. I, You know, I love the taste of beer or else I wouldn't drink. But. What's just a creature of habit? Yeah. Like, you know, you, got, you know, you know, you know yourself. That's good, man. You know, I don't need to, uh, I don't need any, uh, outside stimulus to have a good time yeah some people do like they right. have to have beer booze or drugs to like right. uh, i don't so yeah uh you know but that's crazy you know, i don't i'm not against alcohol or drugs if you got to smoke pot yeah you don't judge people on that stuff man no. I've, I've hung out with you before yeah. um so yeah but that's you know i took hot yoga to get over how do you like that i love it i got i took it initially to get over a breakup you know i just i just want to do something i've never done before i don't want to be around comics and you still do it i still do it i do it uh you know uh, there's a couple teachers i really enjoy because they're these uh girls who are like very small in stature but they're complete animals like love that uh, these two girls uh nicole and rachel and they're both about the same size. Uh, I don't want to say where they teach because maybe they don't want, you know, random sure. podcast listeners coming into the yoga studio. But like uh, they, uh, you know, visually you think, well, these girls can't be that strong. But like they are a hundred times stronger than me. They can do handstands without their bodies moving one inch. <laughs> really? Uh, but it's yoga's more mental, like, you know, uh, Nicole uh, and Rachel have both told me, Earl, nobody cares that you're not that good at this. Like, literally. They're not focused on you. Yeah. They're trying to work on their own stuff. Yeah. Nobody cares. Like, wow. You know, if you fall, literally the person behind you doesn't see you because they're too into their thing. How much sweating goes on? In oh, you're two minutes in, you're 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 already sweating, and, and 20 minutes in, you're drenched. And, and It's hot in here, but I can't imagine being in hot oh, yoga. It's, a, it's, you know, a yoga studio. Hot yoga is, is it varies, but the one I go to, I think it's 105. Wow. So you're in a room that's 105 degrees for an hour. Do you do that at times that it could be like, you know, it's been hot lately? Do you do that on days that are also hot? Does that? Oh, look yeah. Good? Well, it doesn't really matter because the, the the building's got AC, but right. the, the individual rooms right. are heated and, uh, you know, got I it. love it. It's uh, Wow, man. I mean, good for you for, for finding what works for you and going. Yeah, everyone's me, got going a different. You know, uh, some people hike, some people meditate, some people do a combination of things. Uh, you know, uh, this podcast is therapeutic. Yeah. You know, I get to hang out with someone for an hour or two uh, that I like. Uh, you know, like thanks I for having me, man. I love doing this. Oh, yeah. But like, I wouldn't, you know, uh, if you didn't like me, you wouldn't have me over yeah, four I, times. I wouldn't certainly wouldn't have anyone over at my house once I didn't like, you know, right. there's. There's I bet there's people that have wanted to do it that you had to shut down because you just don't oh, care yeah. for them. I mean, I had one roast battle comic, you know, kind of known to be one of the bigger dicks uh, that's attached to the show. He, like, comes up to me one night and goes, yeah, I'll do your podcast when I can. I'm like, uh, I didn't ask you to. Wow. Like, but but it was like, uh, yeah, I'm good. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, huh. So, uh, you know, yeah, that's the one thing I love. You know, 228 episodes in, I've probably done 20 
solo show. So let's say you know, 208 guests. Yeah. There's not one that I haven't wanted on the couch. Right. So Well, it means a lot to me, man, because I, yeah. I, you know, uh, I've done this four times. I'm probably up there and, and repeat guests. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think my friend Jordan was on a few times, three or four times to talk about wrestling and yeah. Piper. Uh, I think uh, my friends, uh, Carlos and Eric have been on a few times. Uh, you know, uh, you know, usually one interview is enough. You know, there's only so much that you can, you know, mine yeah. out of one person. I feel like every episode I've been on, though, it's almost been different. Like, it's either been me talking about leaving comedy or initially just getting to know me um, or me talking to you about why you left Rose Battle and then this one where I talk about depression. But, you know, going through this personal doubt and I got to interview you a little more about, um, you know, just things that I've always wanted to know. And I think I think your fans want to know, man. I really do. Well, I love my fans. They're small, but uh, they're very... Um, it's not about the size of the dog in the fight. It's about the size of the fight in the dog, girl. But they're very uh, they're very loyal, and like uh, sometimes they almost are too loyal because they, uh, you know, they'll tweet out at like Rogan or uh, J Joey Diaz, or yeah. like they'll tweet to Comedy Central or you know roast battle or, oh yeah or, you have uh, you have one fan that created a profile on your instagram yeah who is earl skakel yeah dude and, and people think it's me and well, it's like yeah so I, when he tweet or i'm assuming it's a he but like it could be a girl but i i, I doubt it so when they're <laughs> tweeting out to like rogan it just looks like i'm tweeting to rogan or right. comedy central or netflix or they posted know. a picture of me and you that i didn't even know we took yeah, they and do some weird dude, things. Dude, it was weird. And I was like, and I had forgot it was like me and you at the comedy store or something. And uh I don't even remember taking it, to be honest. And they posted it and it was like, oh, you know, Casey Moran has been on inappropriate Earl three times and uh he interviewed Earl about why he left Rose Battle. And I was like, I know you enough to know that's not you. So I was like, wow, he's got fans that are dedicated. Oh yeah, but that's what you want, man. A hundred percent. No, I'm not I'm not trashing who is Earl Skakel. I'm a big fan. If you you know, hit me up. We'll uh we'll we'll do some other stuff together. I'm down. Like when I did Skank Fest last year, uh, you know, which is basically it's a stand up festival, but it's Naked Roast Battle. But essentially it's a festival that's comics who are popular in the podcasting world. Uh you get to meet your the type of people who listen to podcasts. Legion of Skanks. Yeah. yeah, it's mainly dudes, you know, a couple girls, but like it's primarily probably 80% dudes. You take a lot of pictures with, with people. Oh, that, they were great. But like this is, these are my fans. Right. I mean, podcasts, I can only speak from, from my own, uh, from my own perspective, but podcasts have, have helped save my life in a way. Cause I know I have something to look forward to every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever days that my favorite podcasts, including yours are, are released. What I like about yours is it can be released anytime. I did one podcast, my first podcast, it was only on it, it by itself for like 20 hours because you had to do something political. It was like a Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Trump I mean, debate. I did like, I know, know, no, I got it. I understood why, but I, I do like, it very randomly. Yeah. Like, you know, this week, I hope I get a couple days on my own, but I'll do whatever. I don't know. You know, some guy could call me tomorrow and say, Duke, I, I, you yeah. know, I need to do the podcast today. And I, you know, I still am happy with my numbers on one of yours. And so I'm hoping that, listen, I just, I'm just happy to share my story and, uh, to get to catch up with you and, and all that stuff, man. It means a lot for sure. Well, dude, you're a good dude. You navigate the, uh, the wacky world of entertainment, uh, in your own special way. Mm -hmm. Everyone's different. You know, everyone chooses, uh, their own, uh, 
you know, path of how to deal with depression. Sure. And, uh, you know, just remember if you're thinking of uh, doing harm to yourself, uh, there's always someone you can talk to. There's a suicide hotline. Um, yeah. It's I mean, free. It's national. There's, if you don't have insurance, there's a lot of resources out there. They're at your disposal. If, if you are listening to this podcast and want to reach out to me, I know a lot of resources. My email is Casey Moran, C-A-S-E-Y-M-O-R-A-N, the number zero at gmail.com. I'll answer any questions. Um, you are not alone. And um, just remember that, that you know, life can get better. Yeah. You can, there's always someone you can talk to. Right. Uh, to talk you off the ledge, so to speak. So, sure. Casey, for the iTunes freakers, uh, mm -hmm. give out all your uh, social media again. Yes, sir. Uh, Casey Moran, C-A-S-E-Y-M-O-R-A-N on Facebook. Casey Moran 1 on Twitter. Casey Moran 11 with the number uh, 1. So C-A-S-E-Y-M-O-R-A-N 1-1 one, one on Instagram. I'll answer any Instagram messages, uh, Twitter messages. Um, Earl, you've always been a great friend and you had no reason to, to be as nice as you are, but I'm really glad you have been. Thank you for always being there for me and checking in when I'm at my lowest. And uh, thanks for having me four times. And I hope to do this again in a year or something. And while we have some more things to talk about. Yeah, fuck it. Come back a fifth time. <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm glad you're doing well. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad your podcast is, is finally getting the traction. I think it always should have got. Well, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'm not sure why it's done so well the last six months in particular, but, uh, good karma, man, you know, uh, I mean, just, uh, I don't really care. It's doing well now. And so I just try and keep it, uh, you know, in the top 20 that's all I really need. You know? Right. I mean, I'd love to be number two behind Joe, but, uh, yeah. you know, once again, my podcast is discussing depression. I'll yeah. Listen that. to that on iTunes. Earl right. has been a guest on there. Yes, it's well, it's a, it's a fascinating topic, depression, and uh, you know, I think I'm dying up here, really uh, delved deep into it. Sure did, because uh, there's so many different levels of depression in stand up. There's why people get certain gigs over you. There's uh, backstabbing, like you said, backstabbing before. Uh, with either girls or you know. Uh, other areas uh you know why is earl friends with russell peters and i'm not well you know maybe because i'm nice to russell and i don't hit him up for money or i don't hit him up to open you know he just knows i'm a friend right like, i've never once asked russell k can i open for you right and that's why he feels comfortable around me uh so uh yeah you're a good guy and, and you're good to others and uh to everyone and it, it means a lot that you you've been the friend you have been and the person you have been to not just me but other people and um, I just really appreciate, you know, the, the times that I've been able to just chat with you on and off mic. It means a lot. Oh, dude, you're a good dude. So, uh, inappropriate Earl SoundCloud and iTunes, uh, rate and review us if you will. And, uh, you know, uh, I've got a couple guests this week coming, uh, and, uh, I'll leave that for when they come on and, uh, who knows, you might see me on another podcast sooner than you think. 
But, uh, you know, leave a review. It doesn't take that long. It's literally, if you're on iTunes, it takes 30 seconds. You you click review, you hit the number of stars you think are appropriate. And if you don't like it, you know, I can't take the reviews down. So good or bad, you know, leave it. Just review. Yeah, it's not that hard. It literally takes 30 seconds. This podcast sucks. This podcast is great. This podcast is this. Uh, I don't like how Earl does this. Or I love how Earl does that. And hit send. And literally it's not that hard you, know? you can talk shit about me i don't care go for it it doesn't matter uh you know it's just uh it goes back to this is a free podcast i don't ask you guys for much uh i mean obviously i want you to listen and like it but you know uh you complain about oh i don't know these guests you know well the bigger name guests aren't going to come on unless you know everyone goes on itunes and go okay how many reviews does he have how many five stars this that and the other and uh you know so you guys can actually help get me you know further along in the podcast world and then i can help you be entertained right it's a two-way street jackson (laughs) 